Welcome to the Peavine Podcast, where each week we bring you the message from our Sunday morning worship service with Pastor Joel Sutherland. We take timeless biblical truth and help you to apply it in the context of your daily life. If you'd like to join us live at one of our campuses or stream one of our services online, go to peavine.org for times, locations, and more information. Take your Bible, Psalm 119. I'm finishing up because I had that sick day in the middle of this series. I'm finishing up that sermon series I started uh, singing a new song, A Journey Through Our Favorite Psalms. I want to preach on this subject today, the B-I-B-L-E. I'm going to preach from Psalm 119, which is probably the second most famous psalm in our Bible. It's 176 verses long, so I hope you brought a snack. I'm really going to do more of a devotional today than I am a sermon, so hang with me, take some notes if you have something to write with, and uh, let me walk, you, walk us through Psalm 119 and give us a challenge for 2024. I don't know about you, but sometimes I get confused by directions, and I don't always think it's me. A lot of times I think it's, it's them. Whoever they are, I think it's them. I saw some people that online posted some confusing directions. For example, you probably can't read this, but this is the, these are the directions on a prescribed medicine somebody brought home. Every night before food, once daily to be taken four times a day, three times a day, every three times daily, take one, take two, take three, one or two. So the person swallowed the whole bottle, died, and that was the end of it. They, they didn't know what to do. They didn't know what to do. This is how to ride a motorcycle from Honda in 1962. Taken from the Honda Motorcycle Instruction Manual. Number one, at the rise of the hand by the policeman, stop rapidly. Do not pass him by or otherwise disrespect him. We're all good here. When a passenger of the foot hooves in sight, Tootle the horn trumpet melodiously at first. If he still obstacles your passage, tootle him with vigor and express by word of mouth warning, ha ha. Number three, beware of the wandering horse that he shall not take fright as you pass him. Do not explode the exhaust box at him. Go smoothly by. Number four, give big space to the festive dog that makes sport in roadway. Avoid entanglement of dog with wheel spokes. I think that's a great, great plan. And finally, number five, go soothingly on the grease mud as there lurks the skid demon. Press the brake foot as you roll around the corners and save the collapse and the and tie up. I, I don't know. Anyway, ride your motorcycle. That's what it says. All right, here is here's a set of instructions from Ikea. And I want you to notice the first thing it says is throw this part in the garbage. And so nobody knew what to do after that. Here's one for how to install an antenna on your home. Now, here is the point I wanted to make. These were the warnings about installing the antenna. Do not attempt to install if drunk, pregnant, or both. <laughs> now, ladies, I don't know how you got in the drunk category, but... Um, Number two is there for a reason. You can't re see it, but let me read it to you. Number two, do not eat the antenna. 
say, why would they put that on there? Because somebody somewhere in Alabama (laughs) tried. Matter of fact, I think number one's for Alabama too. But anyway, then finally, number three, I don't don't have any words. Do not throw antenna at spouse. (laughs) General rule in general. How about this instruction? This is for how to wear a helmet. Hey, go full screen on this one if you can. I want to I see. Can y'all do that real quick? See if you can get all Correct, incorrect. You notice the difference? Well, it's because there's not one. All right, you, 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 you can go back. All right, how about this? Keep right. And some of you are like, I don't get it. Well, ask somebody. Ask somebody. And I think this is the last one. So just read with me. Don't turn left. Don't turn right. Don't go back. Don't go forward. If you move an inch, we will kill you. That's what that sign says. All right, sometimes directions are very confusing. Sometimes we read directions and we don't know what to do. Now, some of you were asking me on Christmas, I talked about that hideous thing that Josh and I had to put together that took us six hours one day, and I started getting messages on social media, text, what in the world were you putting together? People were guessing about it, so I thought I would show you what we put together. It was an indoor jungle gym that goes inside. Now, when you look at it like this, it is very, you're like, preacher, who couldn't do that? I'm telling you, it'd have been easier if they'd shipped me a tree and told me to saw it up and put it together. This was complicated. And you know what one of the complications about it was? It was this. They sent us print directions and a link to a YouTube video. And you know what the problem with that was? They did not match. So on the YouTube video, it might say screw number 25, but on the, uh, in print, it said screw number 26, and we were never quite sure. Step one on the YouTube video was not step one. It was about step four on the print video. So we just sat down in confusion the whole time, and it wasn't me. It was them. Because the directions were confusing. So let me ask you a question. Be honest. Men, especially, I want you to be honest right here. Tell me what you do when you get directions. Do you follow every jot and tittle? If that's you, let me see your hand. Every jot and tittle. A couple. You refer to it if you get into trouble. Let me, let me see you. That, that's me. Or you burn it first thing out of the box and say, if a real man can't put it together, then I don't need to. Some of in there. Directions can be confusing. Can I, can I tell you something about God and directions? This Bible you hold in your hand this morning is the instruction manual, the direction manual for life. God has given you this. This is step one, step two, step three. This is your instruction manual for life. And we're, we're used to maybe when it comes to putting a toy together or following directions, we're used to looking at it and deciding if we want to follow or not. But when it comes to the Bible, this book is not given to us 
to decide if we want to follow it. This book is given to us, and God says, this is your direction. These are your directions for life. This is your instruction manual for life. This is what you ought to follow. And when our life gets sideways, when our life gets in trouble, more times than not, it is because we have strayed from God's directions for life. Psalm 119 is all about God's directions for life. Let let me tell you a little bit about Psalm 119 uh, that you may or may not want to know. There are 22 letters in the Hebrew alphabet, and there are 22 stanzas in this song. So there are um, there are 22 letters in the song, equal 176 verses. So every stanza is eight. Uh, verses long, and so that's where you get 176 verses out of Psalm 119. All but a couple of the verses reference God's Word, and even in those two, there's a little debate on whether they do or not, but all but a couple of the 176 uh, represent God's Word or reference God's Word. Eight Hebrew words are used for God's Word. I I don't know Hebrew. I literally I took Greek in seminary, but never Hebrew, but I, I, and so I'm not going to try to pronounce the Hebrew word, but I have them over here for reference. Um, but here's eight different words. The God spoken, one is God spoken revealed word. Another one means anything spoken, commanded, or promised, and that would be from God. You'll see it in context. One means statutes and laws. One means rulings. One means book of the Bibles. One means commands and orders. One means precepts or instructions. One means testimonies. And so all eight of those Hebrew words are used in Psalm 119, and it's all a different way of saying the Bible to us. It's all a different way of saying God's word to us. It's all a different way of describing this book. Those words are just descriptions of this book to let you know. And when you see the Hebrew words that are used for the Bible, it kind of rounds out what the psalmist was trying to say to us in Psalm 119 about how important the word of God ought to be. And God thinks the Bible is so important. Get this, this one chapter on the Bible is about the same length as the entire book of Ruth, James, and Philippians. One chapter in the Bible. And this entire chapter, Psalm 119, is all about the Word of God. So let's read all 176. No, I'm not going to do that today. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you five points five major points I think the psalmist was trying to say, and I'm going to show you the verses as we go along. All right, five points I think the psalmist is trying to say. What is he trying to tell us about the Bible? What is he trying to tell us about God's instruction book for us, God's directions for us? Number one, he's trying to tell us this, that joy is found in the Bible. Look, look in verse, it'll be on the screen. I'll read it out of my Bible. Guys, you just keep up with me on the screen. Look at verse one and two. How Happy are those whose way is blameless, who walk according to the Lord's instruction. Happy are those who keep his decrees and seek him with all their heart. Notice the first thing it says. Happy are those who walk according to God's instructions. That's the very first verse we find in Psalm 119. That happiness comes from those who are following the instructions of the Lord. Well, verse two, happy are those who keep the decrees of the Lord. Here's what I wanna tell you this morning. The happiest in life you can be is a life of obedience. 
The happiest in life you're ever going to be is when you are obeying the word of God. Listen, you cannot stray from this book and find joy in your life. You can't. You say, well, I've strayed from this book and had fun. Of course you have. The Bible says there's pleasure in sin for a short time. The Bible will tell you that. But there's no joy in sin. There's no happiness in sin. We are told that if I follow this instruction book for life, that the closer I get to following this book, line by line, jot by jot, the closer I get to that, the happier I will become in life. I want to be honest with you, life is a roller coaster ride, and it is difficult, and it can be complex, and it can be hard, and what cuts through all of that is just do what this book says. And when I do that, I find joy. You've seen one of these. I've never done one of these ever in my life. I've stood and watched other people do it. I, I, I'm going to live and die having never done this or jumped out of an airplane. I see no reason to jump out of a perfectly good airplane. But I've done roller coasters and things that are similar. And, you know, you never, you can always tell in an airplane somebody that's flying for the first time because they listen to every word the flight attendant says, and they're like, what does she say floats? And I'm always like, it doesn't matter. We're not flying over water. If it goes down, we're dead. <laughs> they just tell you that to make you happy. Like, it doesn't matter. But when you get on one of these things, I want to know it works. Matter of fact, my wife, my wife, they'll pull a roller coaster. They'll pull that down and get to Disney World. They'll pull that thing down over your head. And they say, pull it till it clicks. How many of y'all really want to hear the click? I do. Click. They tell me what to do with my hands. I do it with my hands. My wife will say, hey, just double check mine when you walk by. I want to make sure this click. Why? We want to make sure we're following all of the directions they're giving us. Why? Because if I don't, there's not going to be enjoy in slingshotting out of that thing. Life's a roller coaster. Life, life resembles an amusement ride. Listen to me. The closer you are aligned with the Word of God, the more joy in your life you're going to find. You cannot live contrary to the instruction manual and find success. Listen, there are people listening to me this morning, and your life is unhappy. Your life is joyless. Your life is flat. And listen, more times than not, the reason is we're not living according to the directions God gave us to live. And you won't find joy. When you, don't find, you might get a thrill, but you won't find joy. You won't find happiness when you stray away from the Word of God. Listen, it's just not reading it. It's obeying it. And the psalmist starts off very first thing in verse number one. How happy are those whose way is blameless. Listen, who walk according to the Lord's instruction. Joy is found in the instruction manual of the Bible. Second thing I want to tell you is this. The psalmist tells us that number two, righteousness is found in the Bible. Look at two verses. They're, they're both on the screen, verse 9 and verse 11. How can a young man keep his way pure? By keeping your word. Verse 11. I have treasured your word in my heart so that I might not sin against you. The word of God, when followed, 
will keep your life right. But God also, but with God, it's not just keeping your life right, it's keeping every part of your life right. What do you mean? When a relationship is not right, we've normally strayed from the word of God. When our finances are not right, we've strayed from the word of God. When our, when our family is not right, when our spiritual life is not right, typically it's because we have not uh, been obedient to the word of God. Here's what the word of God does. It puts all of the pieces where they need to go. I told you life is a roller coaster. Listen, life, you could call life a puzzle. Everything has a piece. My relationships are a piece. My, my finances are a piece. My marriage is a piece. My family is a piece. My job, my church, my spiritual life, all a piece. And so the Bible is what says, hey, here's how the pieces of your family ought to fit together. Rightness, if you could say it that way. Not just righteousness, but rightness is found in the Bible. If you want to get your family right, do what the Word of God says. You want to get your finances right, do what the Word of God says. You want to get 2024 20, right, do what the Word of God says. Rightness is found in the Bible. I asked this question of Google, and here was the answer it gave me. I said, what is the world's largest jigsaw puzzle? And the best I can tell, Costco sells it for $349.97. I hate puzzles. I hate it. With all my heart, I hate it. You, I don't care what it's a puzzle of. You could tell me there's a prize at the end of this puzzle. Don't care. Don't want it. I don't want it. This thing is 60,000 pieces. It's recommended for ages 13 and over and those on Valium. Both. Either one. <laughs> Eight feet tall, 29 feet long. No, I don't want to put that together. No, I don't care. But I saw that puzzle, and life can feel just that complex, can it? Life can feel that, that kind of confusing. But yet there is, a, there is a book given to us, there is a book given to you by God that helps me get all of the pieces Right, right where they ought to go. That book is your Bible, and rightness is found in the Bible. Every piece of your life has a right place to go. Listen, your family has a way it ought to fit together. Your marriage does, your finances, your spiritual life. And the Bible tells me how those pieces are to be arranged. And when my life is out of control, it's because I'm not putting the puzzle of life together according to the Word of God. Rightness, righteousness is found in the Bible. Number three, hope is found in the Bible. The Bible is a book of hope. No, look, look, at, look at verse number 81. I think I've got it on the screen up here. Look at verse number 81. I long for your salvation. I put my hope in your word. You know, no, there's no book that gives hope like the Bible gives hope. You may be here this morning and you're, again, just to go down the list, your marriage may not be right, your finances, your, your eternity may not be right, your family, your salvation. You may be going through difficult times. The Word of God is hope to your life, wherever it is. The word hope is used 
in Psalms more than any other book in the Bible. 164 times the word hope is used in the book of Psalms. Do you know what the book it's used second most in? Blew my mind. The book of Job. Job, whose life was a mess. Job, whose life was nothing but misery. Job, whose life had turned to nothing but heartache. But yet, over and over again, in the book of Job, it is hope, it is hope, it is hope. And listen, if Job can have hope in the midst of that mess, you can have hope in your life, no matter what may be going on. There's hope. You say, preacher, I don't know. If you saw my family, there's no hope. There's hope. Listen, you, you get in here, there's hope. Preacher, if you knew my life, you wouldn't think God could save somebody like me. You wouldn't think, you know, there's hope. Read your Bible. There's hope. Hope. You know, people who have high levels of hope have more well-being than others. Here's what we know, that people who have high levels of hope have more positive emotions than others. They're less lonely. They have a stronger sense of purpose. They have a lower depression rate, better physical health. Fewer illnesses, less cancer, and better sleep. Why? Because there's hope in their lives. Hope is a great motivator. You say, preacher, I don't have a lot of hope in my life. I don't have a lot of hope in my relationships. I don't have a lot of hope. Listen to me. You want more hope? Read your Bible. If you're down, read your Bible. If you're discouraged, get in your Bible. If you're lonely or anxious or confused or hurting, listen to me. Hope is found in this book. And we turn to everything and everybody but this book. But hope is found in here. And you say, well, I don't know where to start or where to begin. Listen to me. Just start somewhere. Hope's found in the Bible. Number four. Number four. Here's what Psalm 119 tells us. That victory. Victory is found in the Bible. Let me read these verses on the screen. And we'll read several, beginning in verse number 97. If, you're, if your Bible's open, look, look at verse 97. It's on the screen. How I love your instructions. It is my meditation all day long. Your command makes me wiser than my enemies, for it's always with me. I have more insight than all my teachers because your decrees are my meditation. I understand more than the elders because I obey your precepts. I've kept my feet from every evil path to follow your word. I've not turned from your judgments for you yourself have instructed me. How sweet your word is to my taste, sweeter than honey in my mouth. I gain understanding from your precepts, therefore I hate every false way. Now look, if you look through there, here's what all he said. He said, you're, the, the word of God makes me wiser than my enemies, more insight than my teachers. It helps me understand more than my elders. It keeps my feet from the enemy's path. It helps me gain understanding. Let me ask you a question. Do you ever feel like you're just always losing at life? What was that? Don't ask me, I wasn't over there. Listen, you'll not have victory if you ignore the Bible. But you can have victory if you obey these instructions, these directions God has given you. 
The psalmist said, I was wiser than my enemies. Let me ask you a question. Let's be personal for a minute. How many of you since November the 1st have lost weight? Can I see your hand since November 1st? Anybody? I see that hand. All right. How many of you have, have stayed the same since November 1st, you think? Okay, okay. How many of you are like me and you've gained a pound or two? Let's stop it at that. Right. You know why you have, don't you? Because mostly ladies, but some men too, like there are recipes that you make for the holidays that you don't cook any other time of year. My wife cooks food. We don't have any other time of year. And like, I want it. I crave it. I need it. I, I, I want what she cooks. She asked the other day, I, I won't even say what it was. She, she, I had it on my mind. God was speaking to her and me at the same time. And, and, and we were not together. And she called me and she said, hey, I've been, you know what I haven't made in a year? I've been thinking about making, and I knew what she was going to say before she said it. And she said, I've been thinking about making, and I said, do it, do it, go get it right now, do it. She's like, well, it's not good for you, you're going to get, I said, I don't care, I don't care, I'll worry about it in January. I'll do it. Because, because you're, let me just say ladies, because I have no cooking ability, and if it's the men, I apologize for disrespecting you, but let me just say ladies here in the room. Uh, my wife has these recipes that she makes in the holidays that, it's the only time she makes them. But here's what I know about ladies and recipes, whether you have it written down or whether it's in your head. You do it the exact same way every time. You don't mess with it. You don't change it. Why? Because you have figured out when I cook it this way, it tastes really good. So you're not like, well, I'm just going to throw some extra stuff in there. I'm just going to throw more whatever in there. You don't, ladies don't do that. Why? Because their recipe, hear me, is a known commodity. And they know if they do this, this is going to happen. It is a proven, it is a tested, it is a tried, it is a verified, it is a, it is a people-approved recipe. And so you know when I follow this recipe, something good happens. Now, occasionally, you may get decent results without it, but it's never consistent. Now, listen, I'm trying to help you here. You want consistent victory in your life? Consistent. It comes from this book. This book is, the psalmist was trying to tell us, is a recipe for victory. That when I get into this book, I overcome my enemies. When I get into this book, I overcome hell and all of its forces. Why? It's not through my power. It's through the power that is found in this book. That's why you ought to read it. That's why you ought to study it. That's why you ought to dig deep. You ever just get tired of losing? Follow the Bible. Learn from the Bible. Listen to the Bible. Victory is found in the Bible. I'll show you one more thing. And I'm done. Number five, hope, victory, righteousness, rightness, joy are found in the Bible. Number five, guidance is found in the Bible. Again, Psalm 119, verse 105, one of the most famous verses in all of this. Your word is a lamp for my feet and a light on my path. Now, let me tell you about those two Hebrew words there. The word lamp is a small personal light, perhaps a candle. 
the word light is a heavenly body of light, such as the sun. Now, go back and read it that way. Your word is a candle for my feet and the sun on my path. That means two different things. I'm going to give them to you and I'll be done. First of all, it means the Bible will show me where I am. Right? A candle was not going to light up any more than where your feet are. I want to tell you, if you read the Word of God, here's what the Word of God will do. If you study this Bible, here's what the Word of God will do. It will show you where you are in life. It will reveal to you your spiritual condition. It'll reveal to you your overall condition. It's when I get in this book. That's why James called it in the book of James a mirror. It gives me a reflection of exactly who I am and where I am. Now listen, you can't trust anybody else for that. There's nobody in your life you can trust to do that. You can't trust your husband and your wife. They're either going to be too kind or too vicious, one or the other. You can't trust a friend. You can't trust the preacher. He doesn't know you well enough. You can trust the Bible. When I get into this Bible and I read the Word of God, but the Word of God married together with the Holy Spirit will show me exactly where I am in life. It'll reveal my condition. It's like looking in a mirror. But get this, the Bible will also guide me where I need to go. Right? That's that son aspect of those Hebrew words. It's not just me, me knowing where I am. It is me knowing where I need to go. And I need both of those. And the word of God will illuminate the path I need to get on, I need to follow. It's like a GPS for your life that I need, I'm here, but I need to get here. Close your Bibles, I'm finished. We used to live down in the Gwinnett metro area. We lived about 10 minutes from the Mall of Georgia. How many of you ever been to the Mall of Georgia before? You know what I'm talking about down there? It's an enormous mall with an even bigger parking lot. And all of Georgia would invade my mall when, uh, uh, at Christmas time. It was terrible. What was a eight-minute drive would literally turn into a 25 and 30-minute drive. There were times we were trying to go to the mall, we just gave up and turned around. Like, it's not worth it. We'll go later. But the mall's so big and we'd go Christmas shopping in the mall, and um, here's what I'd do when I got to the mall parking lot, is we'd park our car typically way out nowhere, and I knew we were going to be in this mall for hours and hours. And I'd take, my, I'd take my phone, and I'd open maps, and I would drop a pin where my car's parked. So that way, you say, well, why would you do that? Well, let's be honest. How many of you have left a shopping mall and forgot where you parked your car. You ever done that? I've gone into one store and then suddenly can't remember what door I came in and have to go out all of them until I recognize something. So I drop a pin where my car was and here's what I knew. No matter where I was in the mall, I could go back to that pin, hit directions, and it would lead me to my car. That Bible's your pin drop for life no matter where you are maybe no matter how much you stray this book is your pin drop and it will lead you back exactly where you need to go 
if you'll just get in the Word. Joy, righteousness, hope, victory, guidance. They're all found in this book. I'm not going to give a come forward invitation today. I'm going to pray for us. So would you stand with me across the room? We're going to have pastors going to next step stations now, wherever you may be, whatever campus you may be. And if you want to talk about becoming a Christian, joining our church or being baptized, we've got pastors up front that you can take a few minutes after the service. They're, they're going to hang out here for a while, uh, as long as it takes uh, afterwards. You want to talk to them. But, but here's the invitation. I want you to go home and figure out a plan to get in your Bible. Figure out a plan to read your Bible. Figure out a plan. Psalm 119 could not be more clear. You need to be in your Bible. Now, let me show you something, a project I'm doing. Put that slide up here. I just brought this up. Go full, yeah, there you go. I started a, a Patreon. It's $10 a month. And the reason I'm charging anything for it is because I want you to make an investment. If I did it for free, you'd sign up and you wouldn't do it. But I'm hoping $10 will hook you in. Twice a month, I'm doing two audios twice a month. And it's all on your daily spiritual walk. In the first audio of the month, I'm talking about how to build and improve your prayer life. I'm literally over months time going to walk you through my own prayer life and we're going to look at inspiration motivation uh information all along the way the second audio of every month i'm going to show you how to study your bible as a matter of fact i've developed a five-point system on how to study a passage in the bible in january january's audios are already uploaded in january i'm going to give that five-point system to you and walk you through that system uh, and then uh, we're going to tackle a book. I'm going to go through the book of Ephesians verse by verse. And I'm going to apply that system to the book of Ephesians. And I'm going to show you how to dig out truths out of the Word of God to help you live your life. I, I could not be more excited about doing this. And my whole goal in 2024 is to help you walk with Jesus and know how to study your Bible and dig truths out of your Bible. And if you, if you don't want to sign up for anything other than, hey, I'd love to go through the book of Ephesians with you. We're going to go through in depth. There's no way I can do what I'm doing on that audio in a church service. There's just no way. So we're going in depth. So January is already up. Uh, in, in January, we talk about your daily walk, your prayer time. I give you the five-point system. I give you a download. You can download and look at it. Also, I recorded a bonus video that... Um, I showed you online Bible tools that you can use as we go through this process. So I talked about three, four to five online Bible resource tools, Bible study tools that you can use. So if you'd like to be part of that, I'd love for you to join me. You can snap a picture of that. We're going to leave it up as we dismiss. We can snap a picture of that and you can uh, sign up and it's, it's going to be a fun journey together, I think, if you'd like to do it. Again, no pressure. I just think it's fun to learn how to study God's Word together. And I'm going to do something I can't do in a church service. So there's already about an hour and a half worth of audio up for January, and it'll be two a month, sometimes three for that. 
We hope that you've enjoyed the message this week as we help equip you to apply God's Word to your daily life. For the latest updates about what's happening around Peavine City, be sure to connect with us on social media. For more information about Peavine, to get in touch with us or check out one of our services, visit us at peavine.org. Thanks for listening.